Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
you, if you have the old-fashioned Bible like Joyce, those are the old-fashioned Christians. Hallelujah. Say after me, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I can do. I am what it says I am. I read my Bible every day. Even if you are lying after that, confess your sins, but now. <laughs> I read my Bible every day. This is the word of God for my life. This afternoon, I will be instructed in the word of God. And my life will go forward. My life will be better because of the word of God. I read my Bible every day. Amen. Sit on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. You sit on top of your enemies. I say you sit on top of your enemies. I say you sit on top of your enemies. And, and you hug your friend. Hug your friend. Just hug your friend. That's how, when you come to church, you sit on top of your enemies and you hug your friend. Hallelujah. Hug your friend. Tell the person that you are so blessed to be sitting by me. Hallelujah. Yep, hug your friend. Hug your friend. Hug your friend. Just make sure you hug your friend. So if somebody didn't hug you, the person is not your friend. So hug your friend. Hallelujah. Yep. Last week, I started sharing with you about a very important message, which is benefiting from the word. Benefiting what? Yeah, you must benefit from the word of God. Hallelujah. Because to be honest with you, there is no point coming to church, paying tolls, doing all the yeah, yeah, when you don't benefit from the word. Hallelujah. So be, may the word of God profit you. May you benefit from the word. You see, and benefiting from the word of God is all dependent on you. Because the Bible says, a sower went to sow. The, the problem is not the word, it's not the preacher, it's you. The Bible says, a sower went to sow. Some fell on the roadside. Some fell among thorns. Some fell on rocks. And some fell on good ground. Hallelujah. And the Bible went to say that just in case you are doubting, the seed is the word of God. So what the Bible was saying that there's nothing wrong with the word of God. So as to whether it will grow or not grow, it depends on you, the soil. Hallelujah. May you be a good soil. May the word of God benefit you. Hallelujah. Listen, coming to church in Manhattan is very expensive. I'm telling you straight up. Coming to church in Manhattan is very expensive. You pay tolls, you pay... I mean, so after paying all that price, it should benefit you. I say it should benefit you. Is that what it is? May the word of God benefit you. Hallelujah. You see, and the word of God is, is profitable. Is somebody hearing me? When you read 2 Timothy 3.16... 2 Timothy 3, 16. 
It says what? All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Okay? All scripture is given by what? And it's what? It is what? It is what? So scripture is profitable. The word of God brings profit to your life. It is profitable. It is no loss. If you avail yourself to the word of God, you will profit. The word of God is profitable. It is beneficial. It is good for you. If you open yourself to the word of God, you will profit. You will, it is profitable. For whatever it does, it is profitable. It is, whether it's correcting you, it is profitable. Whether it's giving you a new doctrine, it is profitable. Whether it's instructing you in righteousness, it is profitable. Hallelujah. It's simply profitable. You are young, it will profit you. You are single, it will profit you. You are old, it will profit you. You are widowed, it will profit you. The word of God is profitable. It benefits you. You see, I'm showing two scriptures. One is profitable. And then two, you see, in 2 Peter chapter, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, must know. 2 Peter 1, 20 to 21. 2 Peter, 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1, 20 to 21. Who is the person slow? He says that knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture, you see, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. The scripture is not meant for your private interpretation. Okay? 21. For the prophecy came not in the, in the old time, by the will of man. It's not the will of man. It's not a man's idea. It's not a man's thinking. It's not somebody's philosophy. The Bible is not somebody's philosophy. It's not somebody's idea. But holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the Bible, every time the Bible is open to you, don't say it's somebody's idea. It's not a white man's idea. It's not a black man's idea. It's not a Cameroonian idea. It's not a Zimbabwean idea. Tandira, Jehovah. Yeah. It means it's not a it is the Bible. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Holy. Holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Look, this is the danger. You know? This is the danger of familiarity. Listen to me carefully. This is one of the sure dangers of familiarity. You see, when you are familiar with the preacher, or when you are familiar with the pastor, or when the pastor knows something about you. When he's preaching, then you say, it's because of this, that's why he's saying that. 
How many know what I'm talking about? Because of a certain situation, now you say that it is because of ABC. That's why he's saying that. And that is the greatest mistake you make. Because the Bible says that he is speaking by the influence of the Holy Ghost. Why don't you believe that the man of God is speaking by the influence of the Holy Ghost, but you are thinking that he's saying something because of you? It's very dangerous. Because when you do that, then you are sort of sinning against the Holy Ghost. The Bible says all sins shall be forgiven, but the sin against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven. Somebody is speaking under the anointing, preaching, and because of maybe something that he know, you know about you, discussion, now you see. Why can't you believe that the person is speaking under the inspiration, and you will create the inspiration the inspiration of the Holy Ghost to a discussion you had with him earlier. Why can't you believe that maybe even though what he's saying is about you, the Holy Ghost is the one who's prompting it. That it is the Holy Ghost that is prompting him to say that you are stupid. It is the Holy Ghost that is prompting him to say that you are stubborn. Why can't you believe that? But rather, listen to me, when we stand here, we speak and if it is a true pastor or a true prophet of God, we stand here and we speak under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. So even if what I'm saying it's a discussion I had with you earlier. Once it comes through the microphone, the Holy Ghost might have brought something to my remembrance. When, when the spirit of truth comes, he himself will bring all things to your remembrance. Maybe the spirit wants you to hear that. So don't say that it is because of what you told me. No, it is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Church is quiet. I'm preaching to you. Say amen. amen. See, let the word of God profit you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. May the Lord pro- let the word of God profit us. The Bible says say, it is profitable. And it's, it is not only profitable for blessing. It is profitable for reproof. I showed you the verse. It is profitable for what? What is another word for reproof? Huh? What's another word? It's what? Rebuke. So, if I... It's, it's another word. Rebuke. So, if I say, Daniel, don't be silly. It's a rebuke. It is one, a rebuke, and two, an advice. Don't be silly. It's actually an advice. But it's a rebuke. Do you understand? And so long as... I'm not saying you are silly, but if I say that, I'm going to say, Daniel, don't be silly. Okay, once it's coming from a man of the word of God, you must embrace it. And like I was saying this morning, you should say, Blessed be thou advice. Are you hearing me? Let the word of God profit you. I beg you. The Bible says it is profitable. 
reproof, for correction. Hallelujah. Correction. I mean, like you are going this way. So look, the way you are going is not right. Just forgive. It's profitable. I say it's profitable. Look, I have learned over the years that, look, I personally have not time is short, so I don't like to waste my time. Personally, I don't like to waste my time. I don't, I don't like to engage in activities that I don't benefit. So if I'm coming to church and I'm hearing the word of God and I'm paying time, it must benefit me. I say it must what? Benefit me. And the Bible says the word of God is profitable. If you avail yourself to the word of God, you will profit. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's profitable. And don't ever, you see, I gave you that question. Don't ever ascribe the preaching or the word of God to the man's idea. Knowing very well that it is the Holy Ghost. When Ananias and Sapphira, when they came to lie to Peter, Peter said, why have you li- allowed Satan to enter into you and you have lied against the Holy Spirit? Even though they were speaking to Peter, they were lying to the Holy Ghost. The word is profitable. Hallelujah. See, I'm teaching us, see, there's so much blessing in the word of God that sometimes after you pastor people for some time and you see how they are not improving, your heart begins to break. And they are not improving because they don't listen to the word. Tell your neighbor, it's too expensive to come to church in Manhattan. So, benefit from it. (laughs) Hallelujah. And there's a lot of profit in the church. I say, is there a lot of profit in the church? I say, is there a lot of profit? Can I get a witness? Is there a lot of profit in the church? So, profit from it. Let it benefit you. A whole lot. A whole lot. Amen. Amen. That's why the word of God must be rich in your mouth. Deuteronomy chapter, I'm giving you these foundational scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 14. He says, by the word, by the word is very nigh unto thee. If you are in this church, the word is very nigh to you. This is one church that by the grace of God we preach the Bible. Like go to other churches and see. It's all water. So, but here when we come, we open the Bible to you. There's no Sunday that any pastor here, me, Reverend Joe, Pastor David, said nobody has stood here without opening the Bible. Every time you open the Bible. Hallelujah. But there's some churches where you go, they'll open Attila the Hunter. You don't know about Attila the Hunter? Go and read. It's a book. It's literature. But we will open the Bible. So he said that, but the word is very nigh unto thee. In thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. The word is supposed to be in your mouth and where? Where is the word supposed to be? Where is the word supposed to be? 
I'm preaching to you, my choristers. You look very beautiful today. Where is the wife supposed to be? Only the choristers. Where is the wife supposed to be? Choristers, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I can't see. All my choristers, please stand up. All choristers. Where is the wife supposed to be? Where is the wife supposed to be? So, insults are not supposed to be in your mouth. Curses are not supposed to be in your mouth. Some of you, in your mouth, when you open your mouth, no. I should stay there. When you open your mouth. Yeah. But what is supposed to be in your mouth is what? In your heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The reason why trash is coming out of your mouth because it, trash is in your heart. I'm preaching to my choristers. What must be in your mouth and in your heart? No cases. No insult. I'm preaching. Father, may the word dwell richly in their hearts. And may it be in their mouth. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sit down. Hallelujah. Because out of the the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Bishop Saki always tells a story. If you have heard Bishop Saki's famous story. He says that, Bishop Saki says that one day he was driving. I'm quoting him. And as he was driving... He crossed somebody. He, the bishop, he crossed somebody. And the person was annoyed. You know, when you cross somebody, the person was fuming. So the person pulled up to you. know how the person will, will pull up to you. So the person pulled up to him. And where he comes from, the insult begins to... Scared of you, it's a very bad insult, and, 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 and it begins with the letter K W E Kwa. You understand? So he, the person pulled up and then shot. You see, that's the beginning of the insult. So when he said Kwa, then he saw that it was Pastor, I said Kwa, Pastor. <laughs> It's like he was about to curse. Curse him out. Then he saw. Quack, pastor. But may the word be in your mouth. Not insults. Amen. Look, let the word be in your heart. Too. Not negative confessions. Some of you, every confession in your mouth is negative. Every confession in your mouth. You open your mouth. Oh, I know this marriage is not work. This marriage is not work. Please. Why not the word of God rather be in your heart? Which says that what God, what God had put together, let no man put asunder. And which, which, which also says that, which, which also says that, 
you know, the Bible says, whatever is born of God, whatever is born of God, overcome the world. So I don't care what is going around me, this thing is born of God, and therefore it will overcome the world. Is somebody hearing me? Let the word, 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 let the word be in your mouth and in your heart. Benefiting from the word. As you see. Hey. Oh, 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 oh. Me alone. Me alone. Me alone. This is my problem. It will kill me out. Did I went to the doctor? The same report. No. Let the word. Let the word be in your heart. And the word says, whose report? Would you believe? We shall believe the report of the word of the Lord. And the report of the Lord says that by his stripes you are healed. May the word be in your heart and in your mouth. That's, 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 see, that's how the word benefits you. It's not that after you have cursed all day in the night, remember, you have cursed all day, then in the night. When you are doing your quiet times, now that you remember the word of God. Look, if, the, if you want the word of God to profit you, it should be in your mouth and in your heart. Amen. You must always learn to confess. Hallelujah. And, and the thing about the word of God, if it's not, that is, that is why it is important to have your quiet time. Because when you don't know the Bible, it can never be in your mouth. You don't know what to say. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because when the word is in your mouth, if the word was in your mouth, when the, somebody began to give you that criticism and start to speak bad things against you, somebody started condemning you, you are this, you are that, you know, amount to nothing, and yelling at you. Because you don't have the word, then you two get up. You too, stupid! You can't talk to me like way. What do you mean? Look at that. If the word was in your mouth and in your heart, as he is saying to me, you would just say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me, I condemn. Instead of engaging in a verbal altercation with the person. Hallelujah. Benefit from the word. Hallelujah. Listen to me. There's power in God's word. I said there is power in God's word. There's power. I said there's power. He sent forth his word. He healed their diseases and delivered them from their destruction. So benefit from the power. There's no power in your grandmother's advice. Hallelujah. I'm preaching. So let's benefit. Amen. Some of the benefits of the word. I'm just sharing with you. Look, some of the benefits. The Bible, the, the, the Bible says that the word, you benefit. Sometimes the word, uh, the word of God is described as milk. It's described as what? Milk. Today's must no verses. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 2. First Peter 2 2. As newborn babies, 
desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? That you may what? Fast newborn babies. In Christianity, Selassie, so in Christianity, your growth in Christianity does not depend on how long you'll be in the church, but how much of the word you drink. Preaching a good word. In Christianity, your growth has nothing to depend on how, when you join the church. It has all to do with how much of the word you drink. The word of God is described as milk. The more you drink, the more you grow. That is why you find people who are in the church for 15, 20 years, they are still babies because they don't drink the word. It's a good word. It's a good message. If you want to grow, bring the word. As newborn babies. So, 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 so that's why sometimes I'm not surprised. You see, the person has been around for a long time but still immature. Still immature. Because, you see, you are all adults. You are all sitting here quietly. Even as I'm preaching to you now, even if you want to poo-poo, I'm sure somebody here wants to poo-poo or you want to wooby. But because you are an adult, you control it. Isn't it? Isn't it? But if there was a child here, he will not care at all. I feel like poo-pooing. I don't care about the smell. I don't care how it's going to affect the service. The child doesn't care. Are you hearing me? And none of us is going to smack the child for poo-pooing. Because we know it's a child. But if any of you poo-poo on yourself right now, we, 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 we will not be happy. At all. We will not be happy with you. At all. Because we expect you to know much better. So the difference between a child and an adult is that a child and an adult may have the same edge, but an adult is supposed to control their edge. And a child has no control of their edge. So spiritual, if after being in the church, you may have the same edge to insult, to quarrel, to fight, but you don't control and keep on fighting. You are a child. It's not that we all don't feel like telling them our peace of mind. But because we are adults, we keep it to ourselves. So, are you understanding my message? Because everybody, the same reflex that a child gets to poo is the same reflex an adult gets to poo But an adult controls it. So, the same thing, it's not that you are not the only person who has been hurt or offended or say something about Everybody has said, but because somebody is more mature than you. That is why they don't display. The same nonsense for which you are walking out of your marriage. You are a child. Because if you were to compare notes, your neighbor next to you has the same nonsense in her marriage, but she's quiet. I'm preaching to you. That is why Bishop told us about the cobweb story. Have you heard of Bishop's cobweb story? Do you want me to tell about Bishop's cobweb story? You want to hear the cobweb story? Bishop said one day, somebody came for marriage counseling. Okay? 
and he was leaving his wife. And the reason for the divorce was that, Bishop, I can't believe it. Come to my house. Cobwebs. Cobwebs. Cobwebs all over the place. She's not unclean. The ceiling. Cobwebs. Cobwebs. I come home. I'm alive in my bed. Cobwebs. Bishop, I can't live with this woman. What is cobwebs? Bishop talked to him and talked to him. So when he left the counseling, and then he went home, as soon as he he looked at him, he said, hey, cobwebs. <laughs> cobwebs. The, the very thing that, so he said, hey, then he went to the bedroom. Cobwebs. I said, hey, let me too. <laughs> is somebody hearing me? So see, but the difference, it's not that the situation is different. But it's the maturity. And it comes from how much word you drink. I'm not talking about how much you pretend to be spiritual. We shall know them by their fruits. If you drink the word, you will grow. Is it a good message? Is it a good policy? benefit from the word. See, and it's not every time that, look, look, it's not every time that the word, the word of God should be nice to you. You come to church, I receive it! Amen! No, no. Some words, you don't receive them. You say, ouch, but you take it. <laughs> In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. He said, but strong meat. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of what? Strong meat belongs to what? Grown-ups. Sometimes the, wrong, the word of God is strong meat. Hallelujah. And it belongs to those who are of age. It means that some preachers are hard. Like what I'm saying right now. It is hard for some of you. But chew it. Tell your neighbor, chew it. Don't spit it out. I can see someone who want to spit it out. But you are chewing it. I said, chew it. I said, chew it. Strong meat. Hallelujah. If every time you come out, oh, God bless you, blah, 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 that's milk. It's nice. But we also need meat to grow. Chew the bones. Yes. So, messages are meat. Yeah. Chew it. You have to crack the bones. It's good for you. I say it's good for you. I say it's good for you. Oh, don't forget my topic. Benefiting. What is the topic? What is the aim here? To what? Benefit. And sometimes to benefit from, from the word, take it hard. Yeah. Yep. 
preaching. I can feel some stress in the system, but I'm preaching. Look, let, I'm about to preach to you seriously. Now I'm not even afraid of your face. I tell you, yeah, I'm breaking it. Yeah. You must, you must, you must chew the meat. Yeah. Hallelujah. Chew it. It's not nice, but chew it. Forgiving that person is hard meat. Forgiving that person is hard meat. Looking at your mother in the eyeball and saying, ma'am, I'm a married man. I will not listen to you again. It's hard meat. All along, you have been mommy's boy, but grow up. I'm preaching. At your age, you still have a, have a, discussion, a discussion with your mother about whether we are moving or not. Idiot. At your age. <laughs> it's meat. I'm not... You love your mom. It's good. You love your mom. It's good to love your mother. But you must not tell her, mom, I'm a grown man. I love you. I respect you. But I'm going to discuss with my wife first. Admit. Chew it. Should I continue preaching? Grown up man, everything you have to consult your mother, your sister. Why, why, why? why? Look, if you are not ready to leave your mother, don't go and disturb somebody's daughter. I'm preaching, I'm preaching. If you are not ready to leave your mother, don't disturb somebody's daughter. Stay with your mom. <laughs> Just stay with your mom and leave somebody's daughter alone. Ah. At your age, everything you call your you call your father, you call your father. Listen to me. If why stay, stay in your father's house? Don't come. Come and disturb somebody's son. Go and stay with your father. Admit. Go and stay with your father. Don't right. come and disturb somebody's son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't disturb anybody. It's not easy, but I'm preaching the word. Hard meat. Hard meat. Let's learn. Let it benefit you. I said, let the word of God what? Benefit you. Hard meat. Yes. You every day. Oh, the economy, the economy. Other people are working. You are lazy. You are lazy. 
And you don't want us to talk about it in church. Oh, Reverend, bless me, bless me. I won't bless you. I'm tired of blessing you. <laughs> Joyce, and I will look at your faces because they've. So now, that's why I'm looking in the sky. Because oh. <laughs> the message I'm preaching, it is hard, but it is beneficial. And don't ever, ever, don't ever make the mistake of because of this, because I speak under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Make no mistake. All scripture holy, spoke as the Holy Man, as, as the Holy Ghost moved them. So don't make them, don't make that mistake. Don't make don't, 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 don't make that mistake. You'll be sinning against the Holy Ghost. Is it, I'm preaching. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let it benefit. This is it's all profit. The Bible will profit you. Anybody who lives by the word of God is profitable. See, and please, I beg you, the word of God is the word of God. Your circumstances is not different. So stop saying that, well, you don't know my circumstances. I don't need to know. A silver tried in the furnace of the earth, purified seven times. The word of the Lord is a pure word. Just apply the word. I'm going to my mama. That's what Lady Reverend said. I'm going to my mama. One of our pastors, one of our pastors, Reverend was telling us, what a problem with the wife. The wife, what's the wife? The wife packed the things and went to the father's house. Or the, or the, the, father, the father's house. As soon as you go to the house, the father said, nonsense. Pack your things. Back to the husband's house. <laughs> Return to sender. That's a good policy. So, so far as the father is concerned, you are out. You are out. <laughs> <laughs> really, Reverend was telling us. This type of message, you can only look in the sky and preach you. But I feel that I must preach so that you will benefit. And don't think about anybody. Think about you. I'm talking to you. A message for anybody or you. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. May the word benefit you. I say, may the word benefit us. You see, when you read Psalm, in fact, there's even another verse I want to show it to you. Jeremiah 23 29. Jeremiah, it's not my word like a fire. God is saying, it's not my word like as fire, said the Lord. Sometimes the word of God comes as fire, and you need fire because there's too much rubbish in you. That the fire must burn off the rubbish. The rubbish, the nonsense in you is too much. Too much here. Why? Let the word of God burn away the rubbish. And, and like hammer, that break, that breaketh the rock in what? The word of God is like what? It's like what? It's like what? Because some, you don't break rocks with sticks. You break with a hammer. Some of you, you are so stubborn, you are a rock. You need hammer. So if what I'm preaching is shaking you, it's in order. The hammer is being applied. 
said after church, well, Rev, I won't talk to you again. I'm annoyed. You are annoyed at me. You are annoyed at me. Rather, you should say what? I said, rather, you should say what? Because by, by my preaching, some stubbornness has been broken from you. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to you carefully. If any, anything that will make you angry at what I'm saying and not talk again is the devil. Satan wants to destroy you. So rather, you should say, blessed be your advice. What, what is the use of coming to a church when you can't benefit from the word? And sometimes the Bible says the word is like hammer. Hammer means it cracks you. It means it hurts. But it is profitable. I say it is what? It's not easy, but we are preaching. I say it's not easy, but we are preaching. But I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm preaching out of sincere love. I can leave down and even beg you. I'm preaching out of love. Because I don't want your life to be destroyed. There's too much word and blessing in this church. I don't want you to be destroyed. And I know that it's hammer. But I must crack some rocks. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what next point that should go, but I'm going on. Under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119. I'm, I'm talking about the word. See, everything is the word, the word, the word, the word. That's why we used to do school of the word. Remember school of the word? How many remember school of the word? This were the verses. Maybe you should start, Shirley, you should start doing school of the word again. Psalm 119 verse 105. Thy what? Thy what? Thy word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is a lamp and a light. And you must benefit from the lamp and the light. He said your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light. The word of God is a lamp and a light. You see, when something is a light, the only reason why I can walk from here to where Jonas is standing and not bump into this or bump into that is because I can see. If this room was to be dark, I can tell you that if you turn off the light, by the time I will walk from here to here, I may even injure my knee, my toe. I will get some cuts and some wounds because I am walking in darkness. Light. The Bible said the word of God is light. It means if you obey God's word, you will save yourself from some injuries and some hurts. Light will save you. Yes, you got to the other end, but you are so wounded because you won't listen. The psalmist is saying that the word is a light. It guides me. It guides me. It means that the word of God guides you in your decision taking. You take decision with the word. Amen. Don't take decision with your mind. You see, use the word. There's so many verses in the Bible about everything you want to do. Just open the verse. So that it will guide you. So that 
light will direct you. As you are going to buy that thing, as you are going to purchase that thing, and you are going to borrow, there's a way, there's a way that says that the borrower is a servant. Why don't you let the Bible guide you? Why don't you let the word of God guide you? Look, this thing, when you become, when, the moment you borrow, you become a servant. You won't listen. You will still go and do. And then when they are about to repossess, they require the pastor, Reverend, I need deliverance. Deliverance from what? You could have used the word. Is somebody hearing me? The word is a light. The word is light. All that light does is that it gives you direction. So that you know clearly where you are going. Hallelujah. You want to choose a wife? Let the word of God guide you. Oh. I say if you want to choose the uh, wife, let the word of God guide you. The Bible talks about the virtuous woman. It says beauty is vain. What is guiding you is looks. Hips and breast is what is guiding you. Total Sodom and Gomorrah. Meanwhile, if you had opened the Bible, it will list what a good wife is. He's a hard meat. He, uh, uh, he speaks softly. A soft answer turneth away wrath. He breaks through from afar. This girl, she's so lazy, even her father cannot keep him or her mother. You are going to take the person lazy bone. Can't cook, shan't cook. That's the one you want. Because she has a nice breast. Hey! You will find her after one week that you don't eat breast. I'm preaching. As I'm preaching, you will find after one month, one month, you know, the breast is not edible. There are Christian sisters in the church who come to prayer meeting. They fast, camp, retreat. They obey the word. You don't like that one. Because they are not attractive. I beg you, go. All that you are going to acquire is Sodom and Gomorrah. Is somebody hearing me? Let the word be. There are so many instructions. Path. It will guide you. Bishop has been talking about death. Death. Let it guide you. Let the death principle guide you. It's in the Bible. Don't use your life as an experiment. A lot of us, you see, every day, well, um, you are running to prophets. I need direction. You need direction. You are always looking for prophets to direct you. Why don't you go and read the Bible? Why don't you go and read the Bible? Michael was telling me a story yesterday. You were riding, to, you know, Michael can talk when you ride with me. You'll you, you, you never be bored. The boy can run his mouth. From New Jersey to back and forth, me and Kofi were quiet. He gave us all, he talked. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> That's my guy. He was telling us a story. We were talking about it. And he said, about people who, instead of obeying the word, always follow prophets. He's talking about this girl. Beautiful girl. According to Michael, he's a nice specimen. That's the term he used. And Michael Prabhupada knows nice specimen. 
Just look at his wife. You know that the guy, he knows nice first smell. <laughs> if you look at his wife, you can know that he knows what a nice... He said, it's a fine specimen. That's the term he used. And when he said, I said, just one look at his wife, you understand that he knows how to pick nice specimen. So, this girl apparently wants to see a prophet. Because every time she enters into a relationship, when the thing is about to happen, then the guy will, the guy will leave her. You understand? She gets into a relationship. When they're about to marry, then something happens. So a prophet came. She wants to see the prophet. And the prophet says, there's something about you. There's something about you. There is something I can see in the spirit that there's a gown over your life. And you look like you are married already. So it looks like things don't work, but there's something about you. You need to do some purification process. Purified. You need to be purified. So the girl came to see the prophet. And as the prophet was praying over him, said, no, no, no. There's physical contact, contact, contact. The material is a contact. You need to remove the material. You understand me? Strip the girl naked and bath the girl. And according to Michael, probably did other things, but the girl was shy to say. The girl was the one who was telling them. The prophet stripped her naked for the anointing. A fine specimen. It's not even funny. A grown up, somebody to strip you naked and bath you. It's not even funny. You see, but he says something. You see, he says something that he didn't realize that he was saying something and I realized that this is a problem. You see, this lady, according to him, she is stubborn. So what she doesn't know is that any man who she dates, after a while, because of her stubborn behavior, that is why the guy disappeared. Not because there's something in your family. It's your stubbornness. <laughs> Have you seen what the problem is? So, instead of letting the word of God guide her, humble, submit. Because any man at the end of the day wants a woman who submits. Yes, so, it's not that there's any witch in your family. It's your stubbornness. Because after any man dates you for a while, he began to realize that you are stubborn. They leave you not because of your old auntie, but your own stubbornness. It's no witch. The word is a light. If she was to read her Bible, she would know that she's her cause of her own downfall. And change. I'm preaching. Oh, yeah. It's not as I'm preaching. Are you hearing me? Another guy, another lady, Joseph was telling us, went to see a prophet. She was married. This one, this time, this, the other one was not married. This one, she was married. And having quarrels. Problems in her marriage. So she went to see a prophet. So she got the prophet. Mm. Say something about you. 
pay something. Bring that ring. True story, I'm telling you. This, is a, this lady is actually a graduate. The prophet said, mm, your ring, gold. Oh. <laughs> gold. Oh. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Was that from a grand that was cursed? Hey, I'm telling you this story. The ground from which the gold came, and this one, it came from a ground that was cursed. So you are aware, you are wearing an accusing. Do you remember when Joshua cursed the land and said that anybody who built upon it shall die? When the ground is cursed, it is cursed forever. The gold, the land was cursed, and anything from that land is cursed, and therefore you are wearing a cursed ring. You need to purify it. Now, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it now. Bring it now. Prophet, those prophet, they have boys, so call his boy. <laughs> Listen, one week we are going to purify it, come back for it in a week. A true story, a true story. To purify the gold and the and the ring. True story. She comes again. We are working on it, but something deep. Something deep. Something deep. For one week. Maybe we have One week. I've used my stomach. for you. Then I pray and I've interceded. I'm telling you. Don't joke. You see, when God wanted to bless Abraham, his name was called Abraham. He changed it to Abraham. When one was called Sarah, he changed, when Jacob was blessed, changed his name from Jacob to Israel. That's a blessing in the name. And in the same way, there's a curse in the name. I am forced after interceding so much. It's not only the ring. Your husband's name is also curse. So, for you to go forward, you need to reverse your name. 
It's true story. And she did it. Of course, you know the end result. What happened? Divorce. Exactly. No man would take this nonsense. That's too much. Now she's working around. True story. The, the, the husband said, idiot. Idiot. <laughs> the very thing. Meanwhile, 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 those who know this lady. Shan't cook, won't cook. Shan't cook, won't cook. Every time my husband wants to touch her in the night, I have a headache. Please. <laughs> Instead of obeying the word of God. Oh, the prophet sold the gold like something. They are thieves. Shabaya! Kayendeli Masondo, sanctified. You are blessed. You are blessed. God will bless you. Amen. <laughs> you are blessed. Yeah. The word. Yeah. Listen, no man will take that nonsense. Rubbish. Me, my name is Kes. Mm. That's a curse on the Embene. Name is Kes. Don't mama. Take it back to Panajutu. Panajutu please me blessed of the most high. You cannot carry it. <laughs> like how I'll slap you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Light Listen to me. Let us choose the word. I say, let us what? Let us what? Yes, it's profitable. The word is so much profitable. Amen. We say, look, come for there's so many married counselors. Come to see my wife. Come see my wife. She will talk to you. See Reverend Joe. I mean, they are counselors. See, Pastor, there's so many. Me, I'm too busy to talk about your stupid marriage. But at least the other people. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I have so many things on my mind. I look, please. But by the grace of God, uh, how many? How many went to the marriage counseling school? Please stand up. All the marriage counselors. All the who went to. You went to the school. You went to the school. Yeah, this I mean, they are all counselors. We had the marriage. Did you come from marriage school? No. Training, the training. Those who came for the training. Rachel, right? These are our counselors. They can talk to you about your marriage. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to talk to Reverend. I beg you, I'm too, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. Huh? Principal. No, she's a, both a marriage counselor and an experienced wife. How long have you married for? 19 years. 19 years. Ah! and still in love and can cook one day one day it was her husband's birthday so I was telling they came to see me and I was telling her husband oh I hope you uh, I, I was saying you don't want to say it I'm saying it he said oh right oh I hope your wife will bless you today now I was a reverend he said hey, you didn't that bless, haven't that blessed you already this morning he said, Reverend, I'm going to pay my hand fine. <laughs> this is a woman who can make a husband fine on, her birth- on his birthday. Like, on his birthday, the first thing he gives to him is not a birthday card, but a real deal. 
That's why you should marry for 19 years. It's a good policy. It means what happens on your husband's birthday, don't give him a card. They, he, he doesn't need a paper, he needs the real deal. Is somebody hearing me? Preaching. Listen. Choose the word. Tell your neighbor. I said, tell your neighbor. Look, I'm giving I'm, I'm giving you two examples. Okay. Choose the word. Okay. Luke chapter ten. Luke chapter ten, verse thirty-eight. Luke ten thirty-eight. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named, named Martha, a woman named who? Received him into her house. Go ahead. Let's read. Next verse. And he had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about March 7 and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Lazy girl Mary. We have got a visitor. You stop coming to help. Sit them down. I'm clean. I'm cooking. I'm frying the chips. And Mary, lazy. Had left them alone. Bid her therefore to come and Master, I'm going to tell her to come and help me. She's always like that. Won't learn anything to cook. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. You see, that's, you see, that, that, that's it. Martha, Martha. It's like, what Martha, I love you. Martha, Martha. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. Mm, next one. But one thing is needful. I say one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part, which shall not be taken from her. This is what you don't know. Not that what Martha was doing was not important. Jesus didn't say Martha was wasting her time. He said, yes, Martha, Martha. Because at the end of the, the food that he was cooking, Jesus ate it too. <laughs> not, that, not that he didn't eat the food. He also ate the food too. Somebody got to cook. Somebody got to cook. So it wasn't that. You see, Jesus said, listen, Martha, Martha. It's not that what you're doing. It's not important. It's not that I don't like the cooking. I don't like the cleaning. It's important. But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen it. And that thing will never be taken from him. What Jesus was trying to say is that among everything that you are doing, there is one thing that if you stick to, nobody can take it from you. It will always benefit from you. That is the word of God. If you stick with the word, no one can take it from you. One thing that nobody can take from you is the word of God. So it's not that cooking is wrong. It's not that cleaning is wrong. 
But one thing that you, nobody can take from you is the word of God in your heart. When the word is in your heart, it will benefit you. Nobody can take it from you. In your sickness, the word will help you. In your poverty, the word will help you. In your loneliness, the word will help you. When you are by yourself and there's nobody there, because of the word in you, it will help you. So choose the word. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, choose the word. Friends may come, friends may go, but what will stay with you is the word of God. Choose the word. Choose the word. Sometimes even the word may not make sense to you, but just believe it. It's not every, look, it's not every time that the word of God makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense to you. You yourself, you don't even understand it, but just believe it. That is what he told Peter, Luke 5, 5. Peter said, he said, cast your net. On, uh, show, show me that scripture, Luke 5, 5. He said, Lord, we have toiled all night. And Simon actually said, Peter has, they have worked all night. Jesus can say, cast your net. And Samuel answered and said, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word. This is another part about the word. It's not every time that you understand the word. But reverend, I don't get it. I don't know, but if you say it, I believe it. Nevertheless, because it doesn't make sense. Sometimes obeying the word of God makes you look like a fool. But just what? I like thank you, my brother. Put your hands. But just, I, I'll give you my, it makes you look like a fool, but what? Just do it. Thank you. Just do it. Just do it. I once cancelled a, a, a middle-aged couple. Do I mean, not, not to be young, middle-aged couple. The man was annoyed. I cancelled them. Cancelled them for like, he was very annoyed. And he had good reasons to be annoyed. Then I gave them, I so said, listen to me, I know you are annoyed. But listen, to prove that you are forgiving your wife, when you go home, have sex. Wow. <laughs> I, can, I don't feel it. I say, listen to me, just as a sign. So, no problem. I went home. My phone rang. Rev, I'm done. <laughs> I said, goodbye. <laughs> At thy word. <laughs> he called me. Said, Rev, I'm done. I said, good. At thy word. And believe you me, their marriage was saved. Their marriage was saved. At. So when I cancel, you do it. Add that word. Yeah, that's what I told him. I told him, oh, just, just when you go home. And I was surprised he called me. Rev, mission accomplished. <laughs> Add that word. Listen to me. There's a blessing in the word. The word is profitable. May we benefit from the word. Even when you don't understand it, just believe it. And God will bless you. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Holy words. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts.
Like, the, like what Peter said. I don't know what you are going through. What difficult situation you are encountering. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense. But just put your hand on your heart. And say Lord help me. Just pray for God to help you. To overcome. Thank you Holy Spirit help us Lord. That you, we will be able to obey your word. Lord God. We will flow with your word, Lord. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense, oh God. But may your word prevail. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You are believing God for something. You are believing God for something. But you can't figure it out. You can't see your left or your right. Like when you, when, when you think about it, it's not possible. Like Peter, you said, listen to me. I don't know how this thing is going to work out. But this morning, place your hand on your heart and I'll pray. Father, like Peter, we have tried every means. We have worked with our strength. We have, we, have, we, we, we have done what we're supposed to do and still have gained nothing out of this. We have cast our night, net all night and had literally given up. But this afternoon, I died away. 
at our word. At our word, we shall obey. Father, as we stand by your word, like Peter, may we see the miracle. We don't understand it. We can't figure it out, but we believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Is it worth ever true? Ever true. With every eye closed and every head bowed. This afternoon you are here, you are not born again. You are not saved. The Bible says, What shall I profit a man? I preach a message about the word. Let me tell you something. You need Jesus. That's what the word of God says. That what shall it profit a man? The word says that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So, before I sit down, I want to invite you to the cross. There is room at the cross. There is room at the cross. There is room at the cross. Before we come for communion, I want you to take a decision to serve Christ. Anybody here who's not born again? You are not saved. You are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. My brother, my sister, you need the word of God. You need the word of God. You need his word. You need salvation. You need Jesus. It's too difficult to live in this life without Jesus Christ. There is one more room. There is one more room. There is one more room. There's room for one more person, oh God. So please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Young or old, I beg you. You are not saved. Please lift up your hand. It's very important to me. The most important thing is salvation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for your word. Thank you that none shall live here without knowing you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, you can put your hand together if you want to. Please take your seat. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.